find yourself working all day and night for the man with no time for yourself? Do you find yourself constantly playing catch up at work and outside of work? Do you find yourself dreaming about work? Do you feel guilty about taking breaks or going on vacation? We don't like that. And our life should not be that way. And low key, we shouldn't have to work to live or really live to work, but one step at a time. Today, we're talking about how to not live to work so much so to the point that our work is our only outlet and our personal social life is slacking because we don't want that. So today we're going to be talking about work-life balance and really not even work-life balance, more so work-life harmony. So the term work-life balance implies a 50-50 split between those two entities, right? And there's never any overlap between your work and then your personal life. And I think that so many of us now have careers and jobs that really align with our passions that it can be really hard to start to separate the two completely because they are intertwined. And in actuality, we never will really achieve that balance. Early in my career, a mentor introduced the concept of work-life harmony to me. And I remember she said there's no, and she didn't use the word harmony. She used the word prioritization more so. But I think harmony is better, right? But she introduced this idea of like, you will never have balance. You will never, ever have 50, 50 um, percent. And that's very true because there's no way to do it. And the reason harmony is better, and I think that this is the term that more people are using, is if you think about a piece of music, right? Your personal life is one instrument and then your work life is another. And ultimately, the goal is to create a beautiful harmony between the two rather than creating a tug of war so that like work is saying, er, come here. And personal life is saying, er, come over here. I think we also see this play out in TV too, mostly with like a husband. I can imagine a husband who um, his personal life is like his family and his job is, you know, that after work, he comes home, he has a scotch or whatever they drink, right? And then his wife's like, oh, you don't have time for me. He doesn't have any work-life balance, 50-50. And wife knows absolutely nothing about the job what what he does for work, et cetera. Now, this is a super stereotypical, um, old-fashioned image in my head, but that's what comes to my mind when I think about work-life balance. And I think now we are shifting towards harmony. And I will also say that the goal is to create this beautiful music. And I think I've cracked the code on this because it comes with releasing control, which is what we will talk a little bit more about in this episode. I started work-life harmony four years into my career. I've at this point had a career for almost a decade. So four years into my career, and that was largely due to burnout. So I started off as a teacher and I felt very, very disempowered at times because I was slowly, as I started teaching, like, you know, you go into teaching, you're like, yeah, all I need to do is teach a really good class and save the world. And that's not always true. And I learned that the hard way. So early in my career, I felt really disempowered at times because I was realizing that it took so much more than me just showing up, teaching a good class to fully change my students' lives. So as a result of that, I started focusing more on things I can control and I got rid of my cape, right? I'm not here to save the world. I'm just here to, I want to teach a good class. I want my kids to learn and I want to show up for them. I want to be there for them as much as I could, but I also want to take care of myself 
be there for myself and show up for myself because I'm still a person that has to live. So once I had that mindset shift, I was able to bring back my passion for education and then achieve that harmony because it it really was how much of this can I really control or like what would happen if I weren't here even, you know? So it really did open my eyes in that moment about how you show up to work and your mindset around work and also your personal life. Like at that point, I didn't even really have a personal life. My personal life consisted of going to happy hour on Friday. Like literally, I remember we would, teachers, we would stay at school Friday, get all our work done, go to happy hour, get super drunk Friday night, Saturday, wake up, do grocery shopping, and then prepare to do it all over again. And I think also just being in that repetitive nature too, I was like, what is what is life? What exactly am I living? And it was at that point, I was living to work. I was living just to make it through those five days. And I don't like that. I don't think anybody should love that. Just working to get through those five days of work. And then your personal time is what, what do you do with that? That's kind of how I stumbled across this. And let's jump into some statistics on this subject. So some stats on the subject. 72% of employees say that a good work-life balance is very important to them. 60% of employees say that they are able to effectively balance their work and their personal commitments. 79% of workers believe that a flexible work schedule allows for better work-life balance. 32.8% surveyed workers said that personal perfectionism is the biggest impediment when seeking a healthy work-life balance. So the next highest reason was company culture. Next was burnout at 16%. The work itself came in fourth place with 13%. And then another 13%, so a little few decimals lower, but bosses and supervisors. So essentially, the five biggest hindrances to healthy work-life balance to American workers are personal perfectionism, company culture, burnout, the actual work itself, the nature of the job, and then bosses and supervisors. 91% of surveyed employees decided to work remotely because they wanted a better work-life balance. And then 43% of remote workers work over 40 hours a week than their on-site employees do. So I thought this, especially the last two were interesting, right? So very much everybody said, hey, if I work remotely, I'm going to have better work-life balance. I said the same thing too. And while I believe I really do, do I think I work more than 40 hours a week now? Yes. However, I do think just the actual getting ready for work is so much easier. So now I don't need to pack my lunches to go and get in my car and leave and make sure I walk my dog and everything before I go because I can now do that with ease in the middle of the day or at the beginning of the day. I don't have to sit through traffic on the way back home. So yes, I do believe that I do work more than 40 hours a week right now, but I definitely can say I feel way better than I did working 40 hours plus when I was working on site. So I think the overall sentiment is that we all want money. We all want time to enjoy the money and the people in our lives. And according to that survey, a lot of us aren't doing that and we're our own worst enemy 
mostly because perfectionism. So I am going to talk a little bit more about that and, and how we can get out of this chokehold and actually have a weekend. <laughs> so the title of this episode is how to actually have a weekend. And the reason behind that is because if you work so much, you don't necessarily have that weekend. So what does it actually look like to live in harmony, right? So when you're living in this nice harmony between work and your personal life, what does it look like? One, I know that you feel fulfilled in both your work and your personal life. And no way am I saying dump work, trash it, boo. Okay. In some, some instances, sure. But feeling fulfilled in your work and personal life is number one. Two is taking care of your needs, meaning that I'm, I mean your essential basic needs. Are you eating and sleeping enough so that your body can function? So sometimes when you're overworking, it's not even just physical overworking. Like the mental overload will keep you up at night. I've been there. It's kept me up at night. Okay. So making sure that your body's actually functioning. And three, I think the most important part of harmony is not worrying about work when you're at home. I'm not going to say that worrying about home while you're at work is an example of you having work-life harmony because I feel like home life isn't as black and white as work should be. Ultimately, when you have those final days, you won't be saying, dang, I wish I worked more. You're going to be thinking about the time you spent with your family and like your legacy and what you're leaving behind. Like the amount of hours you worked won't matter. Now, what does it look like when you don't have this harmony? So it can look like you constantly overworking yourself day in, day out, constantly, constantly over and over again, neglecting your personal life and your relationships. Some of y'all need to think, when was the last time I actually sat down and talked to my friends? Lack of self-care. So you know we love self-care. We just talked about self-care last episode. If you did not get a chance to listen to it, go listen to it so you can know about all the different types of self-care that have really elevated my life. And burnout. I did an episode about baddie burnout. Listen to that one too, right? So I won't hold us up too long because I do want to jump into some of those actionable steps. You know, I love a good framework for something about how to actually achieve work-life harmony and actually have a weekend. So a lot of the time, so a lot of the time when I talk in this podcast about processes to do things, I start with the same thing all the time. And I want to prove to you that literally anything you want to do in life, it has a similar framework. Start with the end in mind. Instead of me always listing out the tips, like literally, I want you to think whatever episode I'm doing, whatever the topic is, the framework is still the same. What's your goal? What does it look like in the end for you, right? So yes, you need to have a life outside of work, but if you don't have anything that drives you to want to have this harmony, you're not going to do it. So why do you want work-life harmony? Why do you need to do this? What's the purpose? If you're not driven, you don't have a purpose you are not going to follow through with it. You have nothing to follow through. Then it's just an absent motion you're going through. We don't like that either. Now, whatever that life looks like is up to you, right? This can be with your personal life, you want to have more time to exercise. You want to do more craft classes. You want to start working on that home project. You want to watch a TV show with a friend. You want to plan a trip. You want to plan your next steps in life. There's so many things you can do. But, but the bottom line is if you work so much for your entire life and there's actually nothing else competing for your time, you're not going to achieve that harmony. 
because now you're just saying, oh, I've worked so much. I don't know what to do with my free time. So I'm just going to default to working too much. Why? Okay. So some people think that it's really cool to be caught up in work. Some people, some of y'all really think it's cute. You do. Some of you think it is so cute to be working all the time to have your two phones on you and, oh, I'm always needed at work. That's not a flex. It's really not. And I feel so sorry for those people because I'm like, not you out with your friends and you feel like you need to have your two phones on the table at all times so that work can reach out to you at any time. And honestly, I don't know if I understand it. I'm not going to sit here and say I understand the nature of some jobs because I don't. Some All jobs should have a cutoff because if I'm a doctor, somebody, another doctor is working when I'm off. So I I don't know. I don't know. I may I may get canceled for this one. I, I don't know. We'll see. But my philosophy is this. If you die tomorrow, your job would have your job posting up in a week and they have somebody hired immediately to fulfill your duties or they'll give your duties to someone else. The job will go on. So don't give your all to it. So after you come up with your goals, of course, why you want to achieve this balance, it, I have three steps for you to achieve this work-life harmony. So number one, learn when and how to disconnect. This itself requires work because you're going to have to unlearn so much. Like your job is your only sense of fulfillment and you are always needed at your job, which is all completely false. So learning when and how to disconnect, learning how to manage your time better. I have, I have so many tips on how to manage your time better, so I won't go into much detail about that. Learn how to leave work alone and get back to it when you need to. I promise you the work is not going anywhere. Nobody's going to, somebody probably will say, but in the end, it doesn't ultimately matter. Just don't say that at work because people, people don't like when you don't care about your job. So definitely do care about your job or pretend you care about your job. But I promise you the work isn't going anywhere. If you do it on Friday or Monday, it's okay. There's some time sensitive things, of course, but. Anyways, let's move on. That moral obligation you feel to work, it makes it harder, especially when it's a job you're interested in, but you have to set these boundaries and disconnect. So also having a hard stop to things. People who are working in an office, this makes things a bit easier because you can physically leave work at the office. When I finally achieved this like mentality of like, hey, work is not everything. I started leaving my laptop at work because I've done all I can do at work. Like, especially, I know I keep talking about it, but as a teacher, like lesson planning, that's a part of your job. And the fact that teachers are expected to lesson plan after work and on their weekends is not right. And I stopped doing it because it wasn't making me feel good at all. So whatever I did in work, that was it. And I learned how to manage my time better in work to make sure that I got it done so that after work, I don't have to worry about it. And I wasn't stressed at work. Now, if you work from home, having a dedicated workspace can make things easier. And I know that it is not possible for everyone to have a dedicated workspace. So your workspace doesn't have to be an entire room. It could just be this spot in the living room or at the dining room table. A few more tips. Don't check your email, your Slack, your Teams, whatever, when you're off work. And just a couple with that, have different browser profiles. So Google Chrome gives you the option to make different profiles. I have a personal one and I have a work one. Therefore, when I am doing personal things, I go to my personal browser. And when I'm doing work things, I go to my work browser. 
and I never have to accidentally check my work email on the weekend because I'm looking at my personal email to find this QR code for me. Number two is make plans for the weekend. Do y'all remember when I said start saying yes? This is exactly what I'm talking about. Start saying yes more to the people in your life that want to spend time with you and you have the time and the energy to do so. But most importantly, start saying yes to yourselves. I feel like we stop ourselves so much. We say no to ourselves so many times because it's not the right thing to do. I should do this. But start saying yes to yourself more so that you can have those opportunities. It's not about saying yes to other people to necessarily please them. So with making plans for the weekend, you also have something to look forward to. Who does not love having something to look forward to? When you are going on a trip, you love it. The preparation for a trip can sometimes be stressful, but it's still something to do when you're like, yeah, I'm getting ready for a trip. So that is that is fun itself. Some other things you can do to look forward to the weekend, a hobby, spending time with loved ones, a mini getaway, trying something new in your city, a detox. It could be whatever you want. Literally make the plan. And the plan doesn't have to be big. I think that also sometimes we think our plans need to be grand. If you're not, if your plans are to stay home, do a spa day at home, do your nails, do your toes, do a nice little face mask, drink tea all weekend. Some of you will say, oh, I don't have plans. That is, that is, that's plans. Those are plans. So stop saying that the things you do by yourself are not plans because they're plans. I, I, I am going to stand 10 toes down on that one. And number three is get rid of the perfectionism. I want to start by saying I am in no way a professional. I am just a girl with opinions. I am just a girl with perf. I am no way a professional. I am just a girl with opinions who loves to give advice, analyze life, etc. But I am not a professional. So truly, if you struggle with perfectionism and my advice does not help you, please seek out professional help. And that goes for everything that I say here. I think I probably need to have a disclaimer. But let's get back to perfectionism. Sometimes perfectionism can lead you to have a false sense of what it means to be successful or have an achievement. This is going to cause you to set super high standards for yourself, never seeing the finish line because one, you feel like it can always be better and because it's not perfect, it's not done. This can cause you to also have decreased productivity. So the thing you don't want, you're going to start doing it because you are fighting this perfectionism. Your unattainable vision for perfection leads you to spend excessive time on minor details that ultimately will not matter in the end. And lastly, you can develop a fear of failure that can manifest in a couple different ways. So I never thought about this. So this can be you avoiding a task altogether or procrastinating when you have something to work on. So think about if you have a project you're working on and you feel like, oh my God, how do I make this perfect? You will hinder yourself by just sitting there staring at it or staying in the planning stages and not actually moving forward. I want to also say being more flexible. So if the time and the place aren't right, typically people who feel these perfectionism tendencies, they just won't get started. And I'm not a perfectionist, but I do think I have some tendencies because that that's just how life is. So if a place and a time are not right, I don't want to do it. And I had to unlearn this because I think, I know it's really linked to having discipline. So for instance, working out at home, that was so hard for me to start doing because the time and the place weren't right. I needed to be in the gym with the people who see me. And I had to think, why exactly am I working out? Is it for the people in the place to see me or am I working out for me? 
So that had to unlock a different level of discipline for me to be able to work out anywhere. So that is also another thing to keep in mind. So to achieve this work-life harmony, it's essential for us to let go of the need for perfection, a more balanced approach that allows you to have more realistic self-expectations, self-compassion, and flexibility in both your work and your personal spheres. So there you have it, how to actually have a weekend. I hope that you all enjoyed this podcast because I think that we all deserve a weekend. We all deserve our evenings to ourselves. There's no reason for us to constantly be on this hamster wheel and try to make money and not be able to enjoy it or even the break that we're supposed to have from it. Thank you so much for your time and energy today. I hope that you all take these tips and incorporate them into your life so you can start having more of that harmony in your life. You don't have to live a life where you are constantly decentering yourself. You deserve to center yourself every once in a while. So if you enjoyed this podcast, let me know by one, rating this podcast, two, sharing it with a friend, posting it on your story, three, leaving a review or comment. And I will see you guys in the next one. And I hope you have a positively productive, self-loving day. Bye.